Welcome to the Gospel Changes Everything podcast, where together we'll explore how Jesus transforms us every day. Hey gang, and welcome to the podcast. Today I want to make sure that you are aware of a great resource that I've created just for you, and it's called the Gospel-Centered Bible Study. The Gospel-Centered Bible Study is a course that you can go through on your own, online, and understand how to read, study, and interpret the Bible the way Jesus wants you to. Too often when we read and study the Bible, we go straight from text to application, and God wants us to get more out of it. He wants us to see that Jesus and his gospel of good news to us is the central figure and theme of every passage of Scripture. So if you want to find out more about the Gospel-Centered Bible Study course, just go to gospelcenteredbiblestudy.com. That's gospelcenteredbiblestudy.com. Now let's jump into the podcast. Mark 4, 35-41. On that day, when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So the context of this particular story in Mark 4 is that Jesus had been teaching a crowd of people by the lake in Capernaum. Now Capernaum sits on the northwest side of the Sea of Galilee. And I know this because I had the chance to go there with my wife last summer when we were on sabbatical. And it was amazing. We got to go on a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee and see all these different places. But the context of the passage also reveals that Jesus had a reason to get into the boat and go to the other side of the lake. Jesus is actually taking the disciples with him to go and heal a man who was in a really bad way. A man who was possessed with a legion of demons. Do you remember that story when Jesus cast out the demons and then he cast them into a herd of pigs and they rushed down a hill and drowned into the sea? Is one of the craziest stories in the Gospels. And so this story of Jesus calming the storm sits between his teaching and his healing. And while I do think the main point to this particular story of Jesus calming the storm is to show that Jesus has power over creation, there is a secondary meaning, and that is that Jesus will not be deterred from carrying out his mission to save this poor demon-possessed man. Now, the text says, when evening had come, So Jesus wants to go to the other side of the lake, and it's getting dark. It will be nighttime soon. The distance from Capernaum to the place Jesus wants to go is about four miles. Now, that is the same distance from one end of the reservoir that our church is on to the other. 
And remember, they don't have a motor, only sails and oars. Now, I have a sailboat, and I haven't sailed from one end to the other because it's so far. Uh, I think four miles is pretty far in a sailboat. And so depending on the wind and which direction it's blowing, it could take a few hours to get where they're going. And the place where they're going is called the Decapolis, which means 10 cities. And it's a region on the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee. It's a very pagan region. And the Gospels tell us that Jesus only visited this area twice. Now, there are two key phrases that stick out in this story. Of course, there's a a lot of other phrases that we could talk about, but I want to key in on two of the phrases. The first is when Jesus says to the wind and the waves, Peace, be still. Or it could be translated, Hush, be still. Now, when he says these words, the wind and the waves actually obey him. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And this reveals that Jesus has power and control over nature. Just as he spoke creation into existence, he can now control creation by speaking to it. I think this is absolutely astounding. There's literally no one else who can do this. And it becomes very clear, very quick, that Jesus is more than just a good teacher. The second phrase comes after Jesus calms the storm, and the disciples, who were filled with great fear, exclaim, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now at first the disciples were afraid of the storm, but now they're afraid of Jesus. What do you think you would have done or thought if you were in that boat with Jesus? I want to get across two points. The first, number one, this Jesus whom you follow and worship or whom you are considering to follow controls nature for real. There's no one greater than Jesus. No one ever has been and no one ever will be. And I want you to decide what that means for you. Number two, if you're going to be afraid of anything, you should be afraid of Jesus. And you decide if it will be fear as in awe and wonder and worship or something else. As you look at Jesus, whom we claim to be the Son of God, who was born of a virgin, lived a perfect life without sin, died on a cross and bodily rose from the grave, and now sits at God's right hand to rule supremely over all creation, here on earth and across the universe. If you believe this to be true, then what will you do with Jesus? How is your life going to be different? Is it going to stay the same or will it change? If you believe the gospel to be true, then it will change. Because we all know it's the gospel that changes everything.